Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. If you wrap foil around that, just like the little bit of the base part of the banana where the fruit is, wrap foil around that top and they will last longer. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Who needs your bananas to last longer, though? Look, I don't want to go to the store every other day for bananas. They're eight cents each. What the hell are you talking about? What is going on? You're going to wrap them in foil? They're better when they're just a little green. Yeah. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Too much work. Not that much trouble, really. Too much work. Says the guy that's got a spreadsheet with 3,000 fantasy teams. On WGR Sports Radio 550. I think I understand now. When you work from home, the day is so long before the show starts. It is just... I can't even deal with this at all. It's just, oh, I'm up here. I'm at the grocery store before 8 this morning. Okay, off to a good start, productive. I'm home by 9 at the latest, and holy cow, these six hours, what? You have the workout regimen, and you're putting foil on the bananas, and who knows what else. But (laughs) I (laughs) I just don't know how to do that. I don't know how to keep, I mean, I have to think about other phases of my life when somehow I did, I mean, it's 22 years or whatever working here, so it'd be before that, I don't know, it's just, I've been sitting here in this chair for the better part of the last four hours, you know, I get up to pet the dog and take her outside, uh, make sure, you know, my kids take breaks from their screens, Uh, it's just, such a long, such a long (laughs) wait, such a long wait. Sounds like somebody's going a little stir crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I. It's always been out to the store though. That that's you know that's healthy. (laughs) I did. I bought pee pads. We needed to buy pee pads. Oh yes, training. Yes, yes. Sure, but been there. It's always been since COVID. Bulldogs home, and I'm in. And this week with the snow and other things, like I'm home as well as you are, as you are, and I just, it's not. It's not for you. It's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. Um, just got off the phone with Alex Gold. A nice conversation with him on his show. He was on mm-hmm. our show yesterday. He wanted to know, all right, so he's like, you dabble with the betting. I know you speak the language. Who is a Bills prop you like? And we didn't go over numbers, but like, who, who, was your, who would your money be on for this game? And do you know who I said? You want to guess who I said? I think you'll get it. Just the, who's going to win the game? I'm sorry. No, like a, a prop bet, a player. Oh, a prop bet. Uh, you, um, hmm. Josh Allen rushing yards. James Cook rushing attempts. Well, those are fine. I might like those. I said Shakir. Oh, okay. 
Davis or no Davis, Shakir has come on, and he's come to mean, I think, quite a lot in an offense where it's just not obvious where they're going with the ball through the air. I mean, Diggs, his numbers have a little bit of a tick up lately, uh, but not on the elite level of stats anyway that we got used to with Diggs. Um, And then after that, it could just sort of be anybody, I think, Mm -hmm. or even Cook, like it was in Kansas City. Cook was the Bills' leading receiver when they met back in December. Five for 83 and one. Nobody had more than five catches for the Bills in that game. So, um, I don't know. What do you think, Shakir? I'll, I'll check the numbers if you want them. No, that's okay. Um, I mean, he certainly is someone who's been emerging really. Did he even exist in that first Chief game? I, I'm thinking no, uh, but I don't remember uh, for sure, and I'm not looking well, at the box. Well, I'm going to check that, uh, too. Yeah, but I'm going to check I, that, I, too, because Davis was Davis was interesting to me in that game because of the last time they played, which was 13 seconds, or at least that was the playoff game. It wasn't the most recent game. But, like, I thought of Davis, I think we maybe all did, uh, as, like, okay, sort of a, a chief killer type. Right. And I don't think he caught a pass. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think especially with Davis out, and, you know, we don't know that for sure yet, but, you know, still no practice uh, after missing all of last week and, of course, the game against Pittsburgh on Monday. Um, it seems like maybe Shakir, without Davis in the mix, maybe Shakir is, or, or Kincaid, uh, you know, a more a more realistic target. So, like, Allen's going to get to him maybe quicker. Uh, that, that, you know, that might just be time on task. That's lacking with Trent Shurfield, nothing against him. Uh, I mean, he's been here all year, but Shakir's got a year head start on him. And he catches, I mean, it's... <laughs> funny like going back to even his rookie training camp i remember saying you know it's only preseason games but i think they threw him 13 balls that first summer in preseason games and he caught every one like the ball never and and, you know the quarterback's got to be on target for that to work too uh but it just seemed like he he's reliable i I feel like that that might be and his catch rate this year is excellent and it might be a sign that he's where the quarterback expects him to be often so if Allen is on and the receivers where he's supposed to be, that's a pretty good combination. Playmaker. I mean, the, the touchdown against the Steelers was a tremendous play that he makes on his own. Even better when he's catching every pass in the preseason because those aren't going to be from Allen as a rookie uh, fifth-round pick. <laughs> so whoever threw him those passes, I'm sure all of them weren't from Josh Allen. So, yeah, I'm looking at Ben MGM, and he's not even listed. Maybe – because of Davis's status not being known, they don't even have a, a number for uh, Shakir. They might on other apps, but the um, the projected highest receiving yards guy in this game is Rashi Rice. Which did I mention this yesterday? I, I meant to. Uh, sixty nine and a half is Rice. Then Diggs and Kelsey sixty three and a half. Kincaid forty and a half. No one else even at twenty yards. Well. That suggests, this is interesting to talk about, and join us if you want to do it with us. 803-0550 is the number. Uh, Joe Ostrowski is out sick today. So we'll have the, the first hour here. We'll have Mark Schofield after that. Kevin Adams joins us later, and then Sal Capaccio with pregame at 6 for the Sabres and Chicago. We had a caller, I guess probably Tuesday, 
Monday was the game, so early in the show Tuesday, and the guy said he thinks it'll come. This game comes down to who the better running back is between Pacheco and Cook. And I said something. You went first, but I said something like, "Well, I mean, let's not overthink it. It's Allen and right. Mahomes, but yeah. probably the running back with the better stats." will play for the winning team because that's what mm-hmm. usually happens with running backs. Right. You know, if, if you're getting, you know, carries and yards, your team is probably ahead. Yep. It's like Cook against Dallas. Right. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I said before you said that, you know, I didn't use the phrasing, let's not overthink it, but it was, you know, I've got these two quarterbacks and you know, the running backs have mattered for these teams, uh, you know, in both, uh, you know, on both sides, I think. They're leaning more than they have in past years, and that may be some combination of not being able to find your passing game, uh, you know, at a level that you're used to it being, uh, wanting to be more well, well-rounded, and the capability of the running backs themselves, right? For all the running backs don't matter stuff, like like Cook has really produced for this team uh, at a level that the Bills haven't really had during these four years where they've been a contender. And I think you could say the same about Pacheco. Uh, in in the Chiefs running game, I don't know. Do they use him much as a receiver? Um, I, I, uh, I feel like it's, it's mostly running, and they've had other guys for that role. But now with McKinnon out, uh, I don't know if that changes at all. But nonetheless, um, you know, I think it's right to end up at whichever team is in front, or you know, the winning team will probably have the running back with the better stats. Will that be because the running back has the better stats? I mean, I don't know. Game script. You know, you're ahead by whatever you're ahead by in the third or fourth quarter, you, you may lean on, you know, trying to run the ball and bleed the clock uh, and give, you know, the opposing witch doctor quarterback uh, fewer chances to beat you. Um, so I still think it'll be Mahomes and Allen are, are, the, are the deciding factors in this game. Pacheco did have some decent receiving days later in the season. McKinnon's been out. He missed – Pacheco missed two or three games, including the Bills game. So they did not see him in the previous meeting mm-hmm. on December 10th. Uh, Edwards, Hilaire, and McKinnon, and nobody did much. McKinnon had a rushing touchdown in that game, as you may remember. Um, only one target and reception for Pacheco in the Dolphins game, which the Chiefs kind of led throughout. Makes sense a little bit. The Bengal game they played in week 17 was closer. He went 7 for 35 in terms of receptions. So he's not uh, a ghost when it comes mm-hmm. to receiving. He's a nice player, I think. I mean, Pacheco, is he might he had 44 catches on the year. What did Cook have? I'm not even sure he had that many. Um, anyway. Well, about the, the guy, I'm checking that as I'm talking here. Cook had 44. They had the same number wow. of receptions. Right. Um, so the guy, the guy says who the better running back is. I'm like, okay, stat-wise probably – but really, like, we have seen the Bills turn to their running game. Allen rushing is a big part of that. But they have become the run-heaviest team in the league since they started this winning streak. I'm sure they – I've said this many times through it. I'm sure they do not consider that a coincidence. And the Chiefs have kind of been stuck where they have not been able to do much through the air with – drop passes and just unreliable receiving options, you know, at least relatively speaking. So you could, he could be right. This could actually be 
like the regular season game maybe was. I mean, Cook was outstanding in that game and really a big part of what the Bills did. The Chiefs did not have their guy, and they lost, if you want to do it that way. So it's just sort of ironic that you might have a game here where it's like the old days. Um, because I think the Bills will want to play that way. Why wouldn't they with the success that they've had? Yeah, I mean, they, you were they, saying they before certainly... Miami. Go ahead. You were saying before Miami how you thought the Dolphins' injuries set up and the way Allen has played against the Dolphins, how they were set up to really hit them through the air. I don't know. Like, this is not Chiefs get pressure. They lock down your number one receiver. This is really not that matchup. Yep. And and the Bills, had, I mean, they even against Pittsburgh, um, like it wasn't a gaudy game any any way you look at it from a statistical standpoint. Like, Cook didn't go off in the game. Allen really didn't go off in the game from a yard standpoint. I mean, he, he produced four touchdowns, three through the air, and that one incredible run he had. But w- when they were building their lead, I mentioned this with Sal yesterday, Cook was front and center. On, on those drives as they built that 21 nothing lead. There were there were good runs early in that game. And there was one point I remember where I felt like they just leaned too far. There was one moment in the first half where it was another handoff and it got stuffed. And before the play, I know, like, oh, it didn't work. You should have done the other thing. But, like, before the play, I'm thinking, like, boy, this is a spot for, like, a, a play-action pass. Like you, you've been getting you know, between like five and seven yards per rush here, and you might have them like really worried about it right now. So punch them with a with a play action, and then instead they ran it again. Um, and look, they got their points and they got it done. All I'm saying is they they did lean into the run game against the Steelers. Uh, you know, even though the numbers weren't exactly gaudy. I mean, you add Allen's numbers in, uh, 15 carries pushes them what north of 30, I think, for the game. Uh, against Pittsburgh, yep. but as far as handoffs go, it's not like they 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 were you know heavy heavy, but it it was a factor. I think it really helped them get going in the game. I was thinking about how a big talking point in the first half of the season was that Allen wasn't running, and we were sort of grousing about that, like. How do they expect to win? No wonder they're losing these games. You know, that's their best play. I've always said, like, Allen running is their best play. It was on Monday. Um, but, like, it's – the whole offseason was tinged with that one Brandon Bean remark that never left me. Uh, you know, but got to be smarter, was paraphrasing what he said. And the week two point, you know, mm-hmm. do we want to make – do we want to try to run over guys in week two or whatever it was he actually said? I know he said week two, you know, <laughs> implying – pretty directly that you know early in the season we want to be more careful and you know this season got to a point where they couldn't wait any longer and now he's running wild and i don't know like looking back on all of this uh because i think we we sort of know this one this one isn't so much guessing at what the bill's plans were we we know that they wanted this from him that they wanted less running Mm -hmm. from from allen to, to play it safer looking back on it how do you feel about sort of how they did it? I mean, they, they got to the, the season was on the brink. And I'm sure it wasn't just like immediately they're running quarterback draws because they can't afford to lose one more game. But once they kind of got into playoff mode, he's been running all over the place. Yeah. Well, I, you know, this is one of these things I'm thinking of something you, you say 
often. Like if, if you if you win, everything you did was justified. So they ended up the two seed. Yeah. They won the division for a fourth year in a row. So you know, no problem. But I mean, it was it was close. You would have much rather been in a position. We talked some about this yesterday too, to rest guys even rather than have to be going full throttle like that right to the end and then still not have a week off for a bye like Baltimore got. Um, so you know, maybe maybe they were too conservative with him early uh, in the game. I mean, their losses were were close, uh, and you know, maybe it it's something that could have helped them. Um, I wonder if they'll change that in future seasons, whether or not, you know, because I I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, to me, there's no question that they were trying to preserve him. And then when they needed it, it's like, okay, just, you know, all bets are off. Go. Go whatever you got to do at this point. Because if we can't win, it isn't going to matter if you get hurt. (laughs) You know, like, just just go. Um, And, I mean, that's a little flippant, but I think you know what I mean. Like, the stakes are high, and so we got to use all our stuff. Um, and I have no doubt that that is absolutely going to continue until they're not playing anymore here uh, for however many, many more weeks that is. Um, but he got through the season. This, I mean, this is a year, and he plays a style. I mean, we're seeing it that, you know, he, he will take hits. Um, and he got through the whole season. And maybe if they'd been a little more carefree with him in September and October and early November – who knows, you know? So uh, in a year you where could have so been... <laughs> many starting quarterbacks got knocked out, he, he made it. You could have been a one seed or he could have gotten hurt. <laughs> who, right. who knows what what might have been different there. But, you know, I, I thought of this point this morning when I was listening to a conversation about Jalen Hurts and how his running was curtailed. Um, I'm not sure if that was from the beginning of the season, but, like, he was injured. Hurts. I remember him limping into the, when they showed it on CBS, limping in the tunnel in Philadelphia before the Bills played them. Like, he's been hurt a long time. I know Lamar Jackson's designed runs are considerably down. And I heard someone else say this, but I have thought it a long time and said it with you. Like, Jackson doesn't even really run all out anymore. Like, it's more just taking small bites Mm -hmm. and getting back to the huddle and running the next play, and maybe it's from the pocket. Like he's not running like just it's got to be a touchdown or, or or bust on this play when he was just putting down all these highlights. So it's a little bit little bit more cautious. And I guess it's maybe sort of the natural progression as these guys who are so good at it get older. Mahomes runs more in the playoffs. Like even he, he's not prolific or anything, but he's he's shifty. He's he's mobile. Yeah. I, and... I, I saw I saw a graphic today stacking up their seasons and I was honestly surprised. Mahomes' rushing total might have been three fifty something in that range for the year. And I was surprised it was that high. He didn't score any touchdowns rushing and Allen had what, fifteen? <laughs> so 15. I mean Allen, it's a blowout in that department. But I think Mahomes might have had like the gap between them rushing yards wise, I think was fewer than 200 yards. And, and I don't think I I know Mahomes can move around, but I think of him more as moving around to then make plays with with his arm. Uh, But, you know, he, he was a, you know, that's, that's not, that's not a, I mean, it's not a prolific rushing total, but it's also not nothing. You know, it's not Drew Bledsoe. You know I mean? He, 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 he runs. 
really just hard to adequately describe the stakes here in this game for the Bills especially. I mean, it's the divisional round, but it's the history and the Super Bowl window and the defending champs and all these different things. What One thing that makes this so exciting, like the, the Bills and the Chiefs have met in the regular season the last four years, and those games are fine. And, and this one in December, December 10th, had plenty of urgency to it, from our side at least. Like the Bills almost had to win it. I mistakenly said last week that they would have missed the playoffs had they lost that game and everything else been the same. It would have been basically like losing the Miami game, which they didn't. But they were already in before they played Miami. So they were still okay. I was wrong about that. Uh, still, though, 6-6, six and six, and everybody knew how important it was. Right. And, you know, that makes for a great game, you know, a great s- setup for a game. But it's not like the playoffs where Bills and Chiefs, everybody's got to give everything. Guys with, you know, bad ankles are suiting up. Guys with, you know, maybe, the, I don't want to say the, the thing about concussions, just like, I mean, everybody who can be on the field is going to be on the field right? for this one. There's no, nothing to lose. And that extends, of course, to play calling and strategy and just the idea, Allen running, there's no holding back. Mahomes running, there's no holding back. You know, you're not you're not saving anything. You're not... There's no decoys left. It's just it, everything you've got, and that makes for such a great setup. It's always fun, these two, but everything that's happened before, and then that reality, and plus the game being here will make it look different, and, of course, we can go to it and just enjoy that, and maybe there's a big <laughs> advantage in, in home field. We'll certainly talk some more about that here before Sunday because uh, that's one thing Alex asked me about. How important is it to you that the the game is at home? And I think it means a lot. I think – Psychologically, it, it adds to the pressure, probably, yeah. but I think it means a lot to the Bills that the game is in front of their own fans this time, finally. Well, we will take a break here. Again, no Joe Ostrowski today. He's not feeling well. So we're certainly here for your calls, 803-0550. After four, it'll be tougher. Uh, Mark Schofield will join us to analyze this game and the rest of the divisional round. Five o'clock for Kevin Adams, about a monthly or so appearance from the Sabres GM. Sabres home to Chicago tonight, rescheduled from last night. And pregame will be at 6, and we'll squeeze Sal in as well between Kevin Adams and the hockey game. Would love to talk Bill's Chiefs with you. Give us a call if you would, 803-0550. If you got something to say, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here, WGR. That's who he is, right? He's a human eraser. He makes bad plays, bad play calls. He makes them work. In that situation, I'm sure there's going to come a time, whether it's this week or in the next however many years here, that in all the times that I'm telling him that, hey, look, man, there's three guys around you. It's the NFL. Just go down. You're not going to be able to do it. Well, he just proved me wrong. And so it'll probably set you back a little bit. I mean, he's such a dynamic football player that I think when you try to hold Josh Allen back, you know, you're probably doing a disservice. Joe Brady, I read that same last quote from him earlier. And I wanted to know if he means, I I mean, you sort of obviously get the point, but you're doing a disservice to him or to the team, if that's not the same thing. Like, that's what, I I feel like that quote needed an ending. To hold him back, you're doing a disservice to the offense. I think probably he's saying to the offense, right? To the the planet. I think he means the planet. We we all want to watch, we want to all watch and rejoice and enjoy. Uh, his stupendous athleticism and prowess. 
No, I don't know. I think he's talking about the offense. Yeah, yeah. Interesting to hear Brady basically just sort of fold on this. Like they said, McDermott said that Brady was yelling slide in the headset as he was running against Pittsburgh. And like McDermott has never, he'll say the same things about Allen's athletic greatness, but he's never changed on sliding. He still wants him to do it. Although he sounded And here's Brady after. He sounded as lighthearted to me, though, after this win on Monday as he ever has about it to me. Like, Allen, that's just who he, you know. There was no, not maybe he recognized it's not the time or place for him to, like, oh, I want him to be careful. Like, he just sort of rolled with it. And and I just felt he treated the whole subject as casually as I've ever heard McDermott really treat it. Maybe. It was, I mean, other times we've heard him talk about sliding. One was in the playoffs last year where he was asked on the field at the end of the first quarter about Allen, what are you thinking when you see him go like that? He said, I'm thinking slide. So, you know, Brady could have said, we'll get your calls right after this. Brady could have said a thing like, well, if he slides there, we're on to 20. Pretty good chance we score anyway. We're killing this team. He could have said something like that. Not He wouldn't have said exactly that. But, right. you know. First down, get your first down, go down. Let's go, let's go uh, take it from there. But no, he's like, that was fine. My fault, my bad, my bad. (laughs) He'll run 30 times against the Chiefs. Let's uh, get to your calls. 803-0550. We have Mike with us first. Hi, Mike. Hi. Yeah. Uh, Long time Bills fan. Love your show. I'm here in Reno, Nevada. Um, Josh, right. Josh is Superman to us Bills fans. I mean, and, and, and I don't remember back in the back Steve Young days, I think when they tried to limit his mobility, it, sometimes you get hurt, don't you? What do you think about that? If you, Josh is going to be Josh, and, and he's the reason we're so exciting, I think. Well, sure. I mean, you, there is a lot to be said, and we talked a lot about this earlier in the season when he wasn't running as much that they had sort of neutered him to an extent, right? The, he, his personality, he's talking about low positive energy and, you know, being in control and seemed even conflicted. He couldn't even finish the thought without displaying some conflict himself about the notion. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. ...of, you know, playing more conservatively, I guess, as, as just an easy way to say it for this conversation. And so I think, you know, it's possible he was tangled up. And if he's tangled up, then I don't think you're getting the best, the best out of him. There is also a lot to be said for, like, look, quarterbacks. I made the point earlier, like, he got through the year. You know, that's that's what you want. You want him healthy now. Um, but we've been saying it for years, you know, even before Josh Allen was the Bills, like, running quarterback, that the running quarterbacks getting hurt, you know, it, yes, they, they're exposed more, but you see guys get hurt in the pocket just as frequently, if not more frequently. And so there is that, you know, that it, it just intellectually, it seems like more of a threat. And I'm not sure that it's been proven that it really is. No, it definitely hasn't. It definitely hasn't. Um, that's always been a big part of the argument on our side of the, uh, of the uh, position, and you know, let them out because I don't really know that you're really risking that much more by, by not doing that, which you're risking by having, by reining in his running intentionally, which you're risking is losing games. And Bills did lose games, you know, early in the season before they got to a point where they couldn't have it any other way anymore. Allen needs to just carry them all the way to the end. I don't love that for them. Like, I'm not momentum guy. I think the reason why momentum is just gets all this attention for it's sort of intuitive right you won last week so you probably win this week you know it's just not something anybody stops to think about for the many many times that it doesn't go that way that's within a game that's week to week i would much rather the bills have had and so would they i think um had been 10 and 2 instead of 6 and 6 whatever kansas city's record was they weren't 10 and 2 but kind of in a division that nobody really threatened them so that you could, you did not have to push so hard every week. The Charger game was stressful. The New England game was stressful. Then you have to win in Miami to play at home. Then you're playing the wild card. Then they move the game. It's not that different from last year. <laughs> the, the race was easier last year, but the stress level, it's there's no DeMar Hamlin this time, thank goodness. You know, with, there's not that particular unique moment to distract you um but this like this year has not been a breeze and i would much rather right now the bills be a team like the ravens who have had basically two weeks off i know if the ravens struggle it'll be blamed on that because that's what people do uh or even kansas city that had week 18 off you know um it's going to be very hard to go all the way with this kind of pressure level uh needing to win three more games this way but there's, they're certainly they're they're good. <laughs> you have that. They're good. They're home. Uh, there's a lot to like. Getting connected with our fans brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at northtownkia.com. Steve is next. Hello, Steve. Hey, how's it going, boys? Calling from uh, Houston, where they're kind of everybody's celebrating down here as well. Um. I just wanted to talk about with the special teams, you know, going through that Pittsburgh game, you know, I was pretty nervous after Tyler Bass missed the field goal and, you know, we got a punter with a pulled, pulled muscle and I'm kind of whiffing on that that short little gimme field goal at the end and 
I've kind of settled on the fact that I think maybe it'll even prompt McDermott to be more aggressive, you know, between the 40s and the 50s during Kansas City where, you know, it, it's almost going to help the team because he's going to really put it on Josh because, you know, Bass is a little suspect and, you know, we don't want to risk anything with the punter. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Well, they'll well, have a healthy they punter one way or the they, other. Right. I mean, they're going to have Matt Hawk yes. punt if, if Martin can't. So they, they won't have a compromised punter. And Hawk did hold for Sam Martin – or, excuse me, for um, – for Tyler Bass and work with Reed Ferguson in the 21 season. So there's familiarity there. So mechanically, I don't think you got to worry about that part of it very much, but you know, Bass, I don't I don't know what's going on with Bass. Um, and maybe, maybe McDermott will be more reluctant to try, you know, 50 plus or even what did he, what was the block? The block was a 49 yarder. I, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe he'll just watch them all week in practice and watch them in warmups and decide whether or not he trusts them. Uh, but he's been he's been excellent for them the majority of his career here. But it was shaky on Monday, no question. It's had, it's been a little shaky this year in general. I think he missed five in the regular season, and then two on uh, on Monday. One extra point this year. The we have not talked about it. It didn't end up costing the Bills, but the field goal that was blocked was a pretty odd call. It, that one baffled the announcers, one of whom is a former kicker in Jay Feely. Because he was talking about, remember this? He was talking about mm-hmm. seeing guys struggle going that direction in the warm-ups with the wind. And right. it, it seemed to the, the crew like kind of a long shot, fourth and seven from the 31, up 21 to nothing. Uh, so not all hindsight to sort of question that. Those guys were questioning it before it happened. Uh, I will believe... I don't mean this to sound so disparaging. I mean, the the record speaks for itself. But I will believe that, that Sean McDermott is ready to be more aggressive in a playoff game when I see it. Like, that's – I would not bet on it. I would not bet on it. Uh, there was a fourth down call in Miami where they needed that win, you know. It's relative, but that was an important game. And there was fourth and short from their 35, maybe it was. Still short. You should always go in that situation. It's just, like, astonishing when coaches do it. Uh, that's you know, slowly changing, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not betting on he'll bulldog said it what, before I could this, the point about who the punter is. And I, I doubt he's afraid of kicking field goals. I wouldn't mind it if he were, <laughs> I wouldn't mind it, you know, see, see what kind of game it is. The game in 2020, the AFC championship was marked by short yeah. fourth and short field goal tries, you know, um, when they're playing a Chiefs team, they couldn't even slow down, and so that didn't that, that didn't look great. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have. I wonder, uh, I wonder if there was yes. something with Bass's footing uh, that was leading to the struggles he had, particularly on Monday. I mean, it's right to point out that that those were his fourth and fifth misses of the season. Um, but like he just, no 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 even the old. The, Five in the re- sorry, five in the regular oh. season. Oh, okay. So his sixth and seventh misses of the season, yeah. and um, you know even the opening kickoff was odd. Like it looked like he he stepped funny or, and mishit the ball. So I wonder if that if that wasn't a, a part of it for him. I don't know that that's come up all, at all during the week, but um, I was wondering about it after the game. By the way, uh, I know some fans have pointed this out. 
field goal kickers have only missed two kicks all season against the Bills, plus one extra point. So two field goals. Kickers against the Bills this year are 26 for 28. Remember the first year, the Bills, what was it, was it 2020, when I would sort of a little bit snide, you know, point out that just nobody could make a kick against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the turnover, they, they had a lot of turnover luck. Maybe it was 19. And also kickers were just like constantly missing field goals against the Bills. But that has not been the case uh, this year. Far from it. Okay. Thanks for the call, Steve. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. We're uh, here for the next calls coming up at 803-0550. Mark Schofield will join us in 20 minutes. I've outdone myself today. Working from home, I I will often at the studio have three different uh, beverages on the on the table. I'll have a glass of water and then a cup of coffee and sometimes my favorite uh, unsweetened iced tea bottle. Today I've got all three of those, a can of uh, this fizzy sparkling water. I've got that right here. That's the can. It's empty. It's empty, and I've got. Another empty glass from last night's nightcap. So we've got five beverage containers. I don't know. I just juggle them, I guess. Uh, I will not go thirsty during the show today. It's just way, way too much, way too much. Yeah, that, 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 uh, that sounds like too much clutter for me. It's, it's so much clutter right now. There's a, there's a sewing machine on, my, on this table I'm working from today in case I need to sew during the show. Just... No stone unturned. Time out here, and then Mark Schofield coming up just after four. Sabres and Blackhawks downtown tonight, pregame at 6 on WGR. Welcome back. It's time to give away some prizes. 716-221-4WGR. That's 4947. Callers 5 and 6 will each win a pair of tickets, lawn tickets, to see Bush at Art Park Amphitheater in Lewiston, August 17th, courtesy of Live Nation. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 10, all times Eastern, at Ticketmaster.com. Also, Candlebox is on that. Uh, and Jerry Cantrell. Do people still say, like, card? Uh, Bill. I'm Bill. Bill. Oh, of course. Bill, Bill is way better. Yeah, Jerry Cantrell. Candlebox on that bill. On that bill and Candlebox. I, we heard the ad after we did this and you uh, uh, declared your devotion and love to Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Candlebox. And I got such a kick out of he- hearing, like you having said that, and then hearing the ad for the show with the announcer guy going "Candlebox." It just, just like, oh baby, it just, it just really worked for me. I don't know. I had, it was a moment. <laughs> yes, and what really is what's really true is I had a girlfriend in college. I believe it or not, and she was kind of into it, and so I got into it. And they became sort of like it's nostalgic for me, Candlebox, uh-huh. because for like. A couple of months, uh, I was listening to them. Was not uh, wasn't years. It wasn't years. It was months. But gotcha. All right, they're still a thing. 
That's it's still that's good. There. Yeah. All right. Good. Speaking of music, I told you this the other day in a text. So we didn't. I don't think we brought this up. Bulldog and I both signed up for Peacock to watch the Chief game. Like, did did a lot of you do that? There's a travel ban. You know, I mean, it's, you can't go to the. I had plans to go out to watch to watch the game at a bar that I knew had Peacock, but I, I, it was closed. Bad for them. I mean, if you ordered Peacock yeah. for this night and then you're closed because it's state of emergency, that sucks. So we we both didn't discuss it, but I ordered Peacock so I could watch the Chiefs. So did you. And the next day, I think you texted me first while you're <laughs> watching Manchester United on Peacock. Right. I, I, right? I got up. I got up. Honestly, I knew United was playing. I didn't go looking for the game. I actually went to the Peacock app with a mind to just already unsubscribe. Like it's five ninety nine oh. a month. I know we could have it for a month here, but what'll happen is I will forget after like next week that I paid for it and then it'll just be recurring until at some point ten years from now I realize what is this what is it and it, by then it's like eighteen ninety nine a month or something. Whatever. I just wanted to get it get it over with. I used it for what I needed. I'm done. I turn it on. There's Man United. I'm like I guess I'll just watch this then. And that's when I texted you. I still haven't deleted it or bailed out. I, you know, maybe you saying this now because I have completely forgotten about it again uh, since Sunday morning watching Man United. Uh, so I, I do want to not. I, I don't want to be on the hook for that month to month. But uh, we'll see if I remember or not. So you woke up on Sunday and thought about Peacock and set out to disconnect it, to cancel it. Right. I woke up on Sunday and thought about having now being now a Peacock subscriber. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch something on Peacock. I don't even care what it is. I'm going to go to Peacock <laughs> and find something good because I'm sure there is something good there. Like, it's NBC. Like the, I'm, I'm going to find something I like there. And it hit me as I'm starting to browse. Many times in this house, I have thought of a classic Saturday Night Live skit and set out to watch it and show it to my kids, only to have it be banned on YouTube right. because it's owned. NBC, I think, is like very serious about SNL. Some skits are there, but a lot of the more famous ones uh, are not. My son is into Will Ferrell spinning around, singing the most wonderful time of the year and throwing up all over the place. He, I don't know if he's ever seen that, but we, we've talked about this one. Like, oh, okay, I have. he wasn't around Sunday morning, but... I have Peacock now. This is what I'm going to do. I'm uh-huh. going to go. I, I went to I went to RollingStone.com for a list of the 50 greatest sketches, and I'm like, okay, well, eventually, I'm just going to pick around, you know, and um, and watch some of these sketches that I never got to see back, you know, in in these recent years. Um, what I did on on Sunday morning is just pick an episode that I remember, and I found a Tom Hanks one. From like 1990, it's amazing that these are like 30 years old, but um, not like even the early days of the show. The show is almost 50 years old now. Right. And I, I found this Tom Hanks episode, and and I remember the opening skit, which was Tom Hanks uh, telling everybody how proud he was to be hosting the show for the fifth time. And he joined the Five Timers Club, and he goes into this lounge this area. And Steve, yep. yep. Okay, Steve Martin is there, and Paul Simon is there, and. Conan O'Brien happens to be the greeter. He's like he's a writer on the show at the time, and so 
perfect. Like I'm, I'm gonna. I wasn't expecting to watch the whole thing, but the musical guest was Edie Brickell, and they don't show her performance performances. I think maybe a lot of these they don't have the rights to that. Okay. So this one episode, I did end up watching the whole thing. My wife joined me toward the end, and her musical performances are not shown. But you know how SNL ends. Everybody's on the stage that was on uh-huh. the show, and he sort of thanks everybody, and they sign off, and the credits roll. And there is Edie, Bra- Edie Brickell on the stage to Tom Hanks' right, and Paul Simon sort of walks up to her, and they look like maybe they're meeting for the first time. <laughs> wow, that's a story. And the show yeah. ends. Right. And they have been married almost ever since, right? <laughs> yeah, like they right. got married yeah. a couple of years later. And yep. have, are still married, I think. Like, I, I think I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm seeing them meet, like right there at the end of that episode. But I'm uh, going forward with Peacock. I think they got me. They won. They won. Wow, We're going to put you. a playoff game there. We're going to put Kansas City in it and Miami. We're going to put a good one. No, no uh, AFC South. And we we're going to own you. And they do. They do. They do own me. But they're, not, I, but they're hopefully not going to own me. Uh, I, I hopefully <laughs> like I don't have anything against. It. I just don't. And I like I like the soccer, you know. But there's enough soccer there. Like if 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 a given Man U game isn't on one weekend, it, it doesn't cripple me. You know, I just, all right, whatever. I'll watch Lester. You know, I, I don't care. You know, like I'll just, I'll hang out and watch something else. Uh, it's not not worth not worth it to me. Um, so I, I, I have a mind to, to cancel. I, I'm kidding. I already got like a few text messages from friends saying, thank you for reminding me. So I don't know, maybe we've, I'm glad this mm. came up. Maybe we're made bad for Peacock, but good for us. <laughs> or maybe I just talked everybody back into it because they love right, because of SNL. Right. SNL episodes. Yes. <laughs> Mark Schofield next on Bill's Chiefs and round two of the playoffs here on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 